0: You're listening to the Football Retreat Podcast on the After Hours Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our Instagram at After Hours Network for more awesome
1: podcasts.
0: Chris, that I mistakenly was streaming this, so it wasn't recording anything. But I'm just gonna tell everyone what we just said: <laughs> is that we were talking about how much of a train wreck the one episode that we did without Chris was, and Chris was saying that sometimes the I, the randomness adds it. to the charm, and it does. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely does. But now we mean business. We, we're, we're different. It's 2021. We're we're more than just a bunch of, uh, you know, hooligans on a podcast now. We're not professionals with a podcast.
1: We're, 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 we've we're just graduated from the academy and we're, we're on the bench and getting ready to get into the first team.
2: <laughs> we almost didn't hit record, so...
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean... I know. God, OBS, man. But uh, we got a lot of news coming out uh, all over the world, really. I mean, we can't go over all the games we missed, but we could definitely hit up um, just the news that's been going on. And I, I want to start off with the LA Galaxy, obviously. Now... The LA Galaxy signed a new coach, Greg Vanny. And here's the thing. You might be thinking, who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. He played with the LA Johnny, Galaxy. Johnny, Johnny. Yes.
1: Who is this guy? For those of us in the back.
0: Oh, right there, right there, yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you who he is. He's won three MLS Cups with the LA Galaxy as a player. He's also been to three MLS Cups in the last five years as a coach. He's won one of them with the uh, with Toronto FC. And he's definitely um, proven himself as a coach in the MLS. Uh, something that we've learned in this league is that you, um, you know, if you're an MLS coach going into this situation, it's, you're a lot more likely to do better versus a coach from, say, Europe or South America. Uh, and you can tell all the successful teams have you know, traditionally MLS coaches. You know, like all these coaches are from MLS teams. So I, I definitely think that um, the Galaxy are, are making the right moves. One hundred and ten percent, making the right moves. Um,
1: and the so, co- like Johnny, what's type is this? His first job in in like managing football? Or no, is he he, he, is he, he managed
0: Toronto, and Toronto okay, went sorry, to the no. MLS Cup uh, three times in the last five years and won one of them.
1: Oh wait, so he was the bat mo- bat manager? Yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Oh I see. So it's he was in, a, it's like a resurrection, rebirth idea of a manager in that sense.
0: Exactly. Because obviously
1: if, the Galaxy weren't doing well, and bringing we him back.
0: And the thing that's my favorite is, part is, is that yeah. And my favorite part is is that he cares about the galaxy. He he his career as a player was with the galaxy. You know, he mm-hmm. was there during the Beckham era. He's won MLS Cups with the Galaxy, he's won US Open Cups, he won ConcaCaf Gold Cups with the US men's national team. Like he cares. And he understands what needs to change. And he's already made some signings, so I'm gonna move on to that. The galaxy got rid of a lot of players that I don't like. He got rid of Rolf Felcher at <laughs> right back, which I'm stoked yeah. about. He got rid of, uh, uh, it was, um, oh my God, Bingham. I had to say the bad word because it's a bad <laughs> word we say when we say his name. I'll say it. We say <laughs> Big Dick Bingham, but it apparently wasn't big enough because he's gone now. And we are, uh, we're getting a new keeper. It's Bond from, I want to say, I want to say West Brom. I could be wrong on that. I'm probably wrong on that, but we are getting Wait,
1: so a new what's keeper. his name? The Wait. guy, I'm on, and so I'm looking at the MLS LA Galaxy news, and just to get myself up to yeah, West West Brom keeper, and you oh who are you signing from West Brom? Jonathan Bond.
0: Yeah, Jonathan Bond. Who the hell's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, even I don't know. Anything is better than the situation, the keeping situation that we had at the time. I mean, you know, ton of. I mean, there was a, a game where we beat Portland by I think it was like one goal, and it was because they 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 made like two goals on them that were near post. Like on, on Bingham, mm. it's just he wasn't he wasn't a talented keeper. He wasn't able to um, did, stay composed. Did he in those play situations.
1: for this? Did he play for the the men's not the US men's national team?
0: He played a couple games with them, uh, not he? a lot. He's never yeah. he's never been like our main guy, but he's definitely played with the national team before. Um, he played with San Jose Earthquakes, yeah. our rival, um, before the Galaxy. And yeah, yeah. So it, it's just it's just been that situation. We've never really liked the players we had, and having Greg but, but, as you're
1: saying? No, I was just going to say that I, I don't understand. Like, if I was a, I'm just this. So this guy Bond, who's coming in, he is like was was West Brom's third choice goalkeeper this season. West Brom aren't having a great season. If you're the third choice, and, you know you're not going to play in the cups because you know they get knocked out. I don't know if they got knocked out of the FA Cup for the weekend or not. I think they did. They did. They did. They, did, they definitely did. They got giant killed. Um, but I don't understand if you're if you're like that level in england why would you why why do we not see more people like this making this move he's going to go and live in la and play football for a living
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question that's a good drop hey come live in la yeah Yeah. exactly come live in la be our main guy get some sunshine get a few
1: years in maybe go back if you want that's fine exactly and you know we probably won't go back now as well but i mean i think that like third choice third choice wet for west brom it's probably second choice in the championship first choice at the bottom of the championship so you know you're getting a a relatively talented goalkeeper like if you're if you're a goalkeeper in the premier league in any capacity you're still better than i'd say not point about 99.9% of the people who try to play football in this country so yeah. <laughs> It says
0: a lot, doesn't it? It does. It does, and and I think that maybe and again, this is this is our new manager. I mean, he he knows what we need. He's making the the decisions that need to be made, um, and I think that I've always said that we need to pull from you know the championship in England from League One. We need to get like mm-hmm. third, like you know players that don't get to play more often. Like we need to make better moves like that. Just and I think that we just don't because I don't know our priorities are a little misplaced in the MLS and with the LA Galaxy, you know. So, well,
1: he, well, in terms of like other signings, you've got. I'm just looking here, Jorge Viefana.
0: Oh yeah, how do I forget? Yes, he's a um, mm-hmm. he's a defender, a fantastic defender with the Portland Timbers. They are an amazing club over in america yeah. super consistent and it's funny because he is the one that so uh in the playoffs 2019 or 2020 how it ended was it was a it was a shootout and he's the one who missed for portland and ended up losing
1: it for everybody
0: but i'll still take him <laughs> I, i've always liked
1: Belafania. no wonder he's leaving the timbers
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's he's great man I, i've always really liked velafon yeah. whenever we play them he's always like i've always looked at him and been like dude that guy's he's a powerhouse. So I think that that's a rec- great signing.
1: I recognize him as well. Though. Like did he not play for for um maybe I just recognize him from from MLS, but I was just He even yeah, yeah, he, he won champion of Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Oh, did he? Okay. No, I'm with you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I did. No, <laughs> Okay, oh fuck I can't read you. and I
1: just missed that or something. Oh god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's going to it's going to be good. Um the Galaxy lost Christian Pavone. Um a lot oh, of fans Yeah, a lot of fans keep thinking, "Oh, we're going to get Pavone by doing this or by doing that or by He's gone. Christian Pavone is gone. He's not in our hands anymore. He's with Boca Juniors. It is he's done. Now, he doesn't want to play for Boca Juniors. Um but it kind of comes to the idea, okay? Like he wants to play for Galaxy, but Galaxy's not going to pay up, so he's clearly not going to play for Boca or Galaxy. But for all the Galaxy mm-hmm. fans that keep trying to find this super weird way to keep him, it's not going to happen. We, you know, we have a new DP spot. We sold a player we were loaning out, so we have more cap space. We're gonna. I think we're just gonna buy another player. I, I don't see this Pavone thing yeah. happening at all. You know.
1: But I, th- I think it's interesting that the first two the main two signings that you've mentioned are a goalkeeper and a center back
0: we knew that so
1: kind of de- it demonstrates where the problems were yeah that you know you're not going win you're not gonna win anything and go up the table with without a decent back five
0: yes or back
1: six or however you play so I think that that's a good that's a, always a good sign is the, the first thing a, a manager comes in and does is fixes the problems and instead of putting more players' where, in positions where you're actually quite strong, I. it's not like he went in and bought another striker because he already got semi-decent strikers in there. Yeah. And I, mean, the I wouldn't mind it if he you, so. got a striker.
0: Well, the thing is, is I, yeah. I think you know, <laughs> in, in that last game with Chicharito, um, he did good, and and they changed up the way we were playing. It, it was,
1: I know, <laughs> he did good. He he did, a plus, <laughs> he did,
0: but like it was, it was when we didn't have um, Scalotto anymore. It's right after we fired Scalotto and we in. And, um the coach at the time he was um basically building the team around chicha which i mean if that's what happened if that's how it works that's how it works but it, it, it did it, i thought it worked pretty well he scored a pretty nice goal and um you know us not having pavone hurts but our midfield's always been all right like our attack has always been all right it's just that like the second they get an opportunity it always works out because our defense is terrible i don't know if you saw this and it's not funny to make jokes in the light of this and i can even take it out but after what happened doing the horrible thing with America this week, tons of jokes on Twitter.
1: There was nothing on the news. I missed it. Sorry. Well, nothing happened. No, don't, don't worry about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but all,
0: all the jokes on Twitter. A piece of protest. <laughs> all, all the jokes on Twitter and on Facebook were saying that the LA Galaxy defense was defending the Capitol that day. <laughs> yeah and it's like you know it just shows though it's like that, that's our problem so i'm happy that our manager our new manager is, is taking moves to change it
1: <laughs> And it's, he, he's basically joe biden <laughs> yeah. joe biden pelosi for, <laughs> Coming for real. In <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah so oh, no, i right. mean
1: yeah no, that's, so right that's right cool. with the
0: galaxy news We're i'm pretty stoked to see where it's going but man united we got to move on to that you guys are top of the table now. and you guys had a horrible time it's so funny like Since when we 2013 started
2: 2013 is the last time
0: that's insane is that yeah true? It's,
1: it's, it's the last time it last time that it actually mattered i mean i think we were top for like two weeks two. in um 17 18 and, but bro that's it and then the last time it actually mattered and it was in a period of the season where you know people actually looked at the table was was like you said Corey was 2013 um I don't know, bro. I, honestly, I, 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 I shouldn't be watching football matches right now because I think I'm gonna have a heart attack every single game. This, <laughs> this, this. Since I'd say we, we, um, since Liverpool lost to so Southampton away, I've watched United against Wolves, Villa, even the City game last week, the Watford game. For God's sake, I was, I had to have a beer. I was that stressed about that, and it was only the FA Cup. And then last night. And whenever Pogba scored, I I feel like I had to go and apologize to all my neighbors because of just how animated that I got. But um, first of all, I'll talk about that match. So it's interesting that Burnley, Burnley are, the, are a dying breed of what British British football and English football used to look like. Very much a 4 4 2, two big men up top. You you put, you know, goalkeeper, right back, left back, hump like kicks the ball up to you know their big striker and you win the second ball. The thing is that I was so I was watching it and thinking, why are United not playing through a 4-4-2 four, four, quicker quicker? And it was this wonderful thing where United were controlling the game to the extent where, you know, they looked didn't they didn't look at any difficulty at all. And then at the beginning of the second half, the first 15-20 minutes, mm-hmm. Matic was in a Bruno's feet through the through the midfield. Pogba in the Bruno's feet through the midfield. And that game management was something that I have not seen from Solskjaer. And I've not seen from, you know, Pogba or, you know, obviously we've seen it from the Matic being one of the best defensive midfielders in Premier League history. But it was that, all right, boys, let's, let's up this. Let's, and, and they knew when to do that. And, and then they scored at the back of it because that's the thing you have to score when you're on top. But it was, it was maturity for me and I, team that I haven't seen. I mean, we saw it under Mourinho to an extent, but not properly in a league sense whenever you have to go win the points mm-hmm. since Sir Alex Ferguson. And, I, and, me, and my, me and my friend had this debate that I actually, I actually think that this eleven and this squad is the best United team we've had since 2009. Mm-hmm. And after 2009, we won the Premier League in 2011 and 2013. Yeah. I, I, and we were very reliant on Wayne Rooney in 2011 and Rob Van Persie in 2013. But oh, what was so wonderful is that Bruno didn't play great last night. Rashford didn't play great last night. Martial and Cavani were hit and miss. But Paul Pogba was a, absolutely a, just a Rolls Royce defensively and going forward. And then, of course, he, he got what he deserved with the goal. And the fact that this, this Man United team are are three points ahead of Liverpool's best ever Premier League team, <laughs> seven months after they won the league, is just the most el- the, the most elating feeling because it says so much about the ability of I don't know I mean obviously they've not had Van Dyke they've not had Gomez and they've done wonderful to be there but it just makes me so happy from the shit house point of view <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that we are that this is my United team you get so much abuse is is top of the league you know not not four games into the season we're nearly halfway through bro I'm not getting excited don't get me wrong I don't think we're gonna win the league. Trust me, I do.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, tw- twenty-one is coming is like trends on Twitter all the time, and I'm <laughs> for that. I love the banter. And if United win it, I I will be found dead in a ditch somewhere. Like for the week after United won it, <laughs> and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll fly to LA and give a fuck, man. I'll be there. <laughs> but but I'm I you know I watched City tonight. Um, they looked you know they looked okay, but the fact they've got players coming back and their their defense is so solid mm-hmm. says so much. I still think that Liverpool will finish above us. If that means they win the league or finish second, who knows? But um, for Emma, but
0: but I want to ask you
1: to be enjoying it.
0: <laughs> well, well, what like what changed? Because I, you know, I think early on in the in the in the show we were we kept saying like, man, it's so early. We know that Manchester's, you know, they're at twelfth place at one point. Like, yeah, we know it's early though. But like, what changed? Do you think that like Ali being in the hot seat? maybe maybe gave the players, like, an initiative to change something. Maybe they just, like, what, what was it? Like, Like give me, give me a little bit of feedback on that.
1: I, I think that, I think, for one, Ollie, Ollie Solskjaer comes across as this really nice, you know, he has this this, this horrid nickname of, uh, across, like, Man United and British Football Twitter of being a PE teacher. And it's so, so, it's so disrespectful, though, because... You look what the guy has done. No one has gained this amount of progress for for the United team in so long. But not only that, he has got this stone-cold Stiller winning mentality that if a player does mess up, he will tell them about it. He's not this timid. You should, you know, like if Bruno mispaces a pass, he's going to say, you know, it's fine, you're okay. He knows when to go through a player. And I think that there were performances, I'm trying to think of an example, I mean, obviously, the Palace. I think the Arsenal games was a big one because that, because you know, in terms of the most underwhelming football team in Europe at the moment, is probably is probably Arsenal or at least this season. And the fact that we lost at home the Arsenal, it turned around and said, "All right, we boys, what are you doing?" Because they're they're rubbish. Even though we were on level on points at the time, take this all back. He changed the system. Started playing Rashford on the right. Recognized that Cavani is. Pro- we probably need to be playing with a soul with the focus of a striker through the middle. Said Martial, you're decent. You're decent on both being played left play left midfield, and he started playing players that were. He started. He instilled this winning mentality, but also started playing the likes of Cavani, and Bruno more regular. Like you know, Bruno played every game, but. He, he surrounded Bruno with players with a mentality that said, "Okay, we're going to go out and win this, even if we go one 0 two 0 down," which happened a lot around that time after that Arsenal game. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's the key. But at the same time, mate, I think the really big pieces are fixtures. Um, after that Arsenal game, we 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 played Leicester away, but already this season we played Spurs at home, Arsenal at home, Chelsea at home, uh, City at home. Arsenal away, Leicester away, and then we have Liverpool away on Sunday. So we yeah. still have to go to White Hartley, and we still have to go to the Emirates. We still have to go to Stamford Bridge. And, you know, I think that it's it, it, if United can, can, can keep that mini mentality with those experienced players, then I think we've got a really good shot.
0: Yeah, and, and, and obviously, I think that, you know... Do you think that the lack of fans helps Manchester United on those away days? Because
1: it should. It's, it's it's a great point, man. I was thinking about this the other day that we play. We played seven games this season so far away from home, and we are we were a Jamie Vardy uh, like mishit away from winning all seven. Twenty-one points. From, we got nineteen points from twenty-one away from home this season, which is just crazy when you think about it. But yeah. I, I agree with you that. The likes of the Southampton match, Southampton get a point against us if we if they were fans in the stadium. Um West Ham, there were fans in the stadium, but you know, it wasn't the same. I think that has a massive advantage for a team that has started to try and control the ball a bit more. You know, Maguire, Bailey, Pogba, Matic last night, they try and play a lot of a lot more football. Um, and it's an awful lot easier to control to control the ball away from home whenever you yeah. whenever you don't have the pressure of the home fans. If you say mess up a pass or headed long ball too long,
0: yeah. T- so t- tell definitely. me though, like what what players do you want to see more from? Because I, like has Cavani started? Like you guys still have Van de Beek? Like, like wh- what do you want to see more from, or who do you want to see them start? More?
1: Pogba's on his way out, is that right? That's what I that's what I thought. What next next summer, yeah, he yeah, no, won't go this summer. Sorry, this this window, I don't think because for one, no one's going to pay the wages, or no, and United won't want to let go. But I think it's pretty inevitable that he goes in, in the summer. But the thing is, no guy... transfer? No, I think he has another year left in his contract after after the summer. Okay. Um, but, you know, who's going to buy him? Probably going to event this. It will be a cut price because he doesn't want to be there. And probably it's best for everybody that he probably does go now. Right. However, mm-hmm. you know, last night demonstrates how good he, he can be. So in terms of want to seeing more from people, he he's probably not up there because he's been fantastic in the past few weeks. Um you mentioned Cavani. I didn't, the thing is about Cavani, bro, that he's not scored when he started for <laughs> United so far apart from apart from the Everton game uh, in the League Cup. Mm-hmm. But he, he his his work rate and his ability to get behind the ball is just something that Marshall maybe doesn't have as a striker. His his movement in the box is Second to none. It's the reason why it's probably in terms of that that type that type of quality in a striker is probably the best in Europe over the past ten years. That yeah. near post run, like sort of what Hernandez um, is very well known for as well. Um, so I think that yeah. But the person I probably want to see the more from, and that's only because I think he's got ridiculously high standards. Is Marcus Rashford.
0: And do you think he's at the point where he can do that? Because I feel like the last couple of years with Rashford have been like, not Rashford, oh my gosh, for some reason my my brain processed Martial. No, I said Rashford. Yeah, he said Rashford, 100%. I don't know why. I've I've loved Rashford. Yeah, Rashford's great.
2: I think think if you, I mean, even with Paul Pogba, you might see the best of him this this year out of most if you just kind of dangle that trophy right in front of him because you are at the top. You're right there. Doesn't... Come on, Pogba, you want the trophy, right? It's <laughs> your last year. Just get a trophy, and then you can go.
1: This is yeah. this is it, man, isn't it? Like, yeah, and what? this is the thing: like he he can go if he wins the Premier League. Go right. shake his hand. Here we go, go yep. play for Real Madrid because he he's a he's a wonderful guy that mm-hmm. you see the players love him. He's a really good influence in the in the squad. Paul Pogba is not the problem. He never was. It's yeah. his bloody it's his agent, Mina Raiola, who's the who's the agent of, um. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, for example, and there's a reason why Zlatan played for so many clubs because yeah. the agent with the agent wanted the cup But let me let me just explain why I why I said Rashford. And like I said, Rashford has such ridiculously high standards. And I think kids he on a, is,
0: on a on a Sunday and scores hat tricks on a he's, Monday, right? Is dude, that, he's been yeah. doing
1: it. He's been doing it again today. he's, just <laughs> he, he's been tweeting all all day long about. And he's just he's an absolute inspiration. But in terms of his play, in terms of his actual like playing ability. He reminds me so much and has all the qualities of a... Uh, I'm going to say it and uh, probably, you know, if anybody wants to clip this up, they can, but I'm right. <laughs> um, a young Cristiano Ronaldo, in the sense that he's he's about six foot two, really quite a, a... more of a muscly build than he did, like, you know, three or four years ago. His close control, but it's speed and his ability to drop the shoulder and, and how hard he can hit a shot says so much to... How much he's focused on his game. Mm-hmm. Now he, I think, I still don't think he's clinical enough. I think that he he gets a lot of one-on-one chances, and you know against Leicester, he had three big chances, and he scored one of them. But the other two, you know, Marcus Rashford should be scoring more hat tricks. Basically, yeah, he should be scoring more t- more two. He should be hitting twenty-five Premier League goals in season. But that's testament to how good he can be. It's the question is, and I think this is a big thing for you know him, Martial. Um, i trying to think of another example in the Premier League. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, like a James Madison, for example, or even, you know, like th- that type of guy who's like, in and around his early 20s, who has all the qualities because of the amount of money that's been pumped into their footballing education by the FA. If they focus on it in the sense, in the way that Harry Kane has, or Bruno has, I, there's nothing the same can for go and, you know, take over the world. He already is doing it politically, so why not kind of do it football <laughs> as well? Yeah. but then again, and
0: and, and it's funny because like you you were saying like oh people can clip this, but I'm thinking about it, and when you look at i say like let's say the resources Ronaldo had at that age, mm-hmm. like he had a lot better people around him than Rashford did. Give Rashford yeah. maybe a different like a couple of different players to, to play with, and I mean maybe he can be as explosive as Ronaldo in that sense, you know. So I I, I, mm-hmm. I could definitely see what you're talking about. Um, okay, so here comes this question. Pog believes. W- who who steps up then? Who steps up to help out, you know, Rashford to kind of bring that stability? Oh, I know this one.
2: Cool, Corey. Is it Jack really really? Yeah, that's, it Jack what uh, <laughs> 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 that's what I was going to say. That's what
0: I was going to say. I've been saying that for like three weeks. Dude. I thought he was going to
2: leave like two, maybe two, two years ago. For sure, last year I thought he'd be picked up. Absolutely. Yeah. I was shocked that he wasn't.
0: Yeah, and I mean I- – he, he has, dude. He has such confidence. He's young. He like he's dangerous, dude. Like that guy is dangerous. Yeah, and he's
2: doing what he's doing dude. with the with with the team that he has. Yes. He's not doing it yeah. with the Manchester United squad behind him or or Liverpool. Squad. Imagine
0: just like how has nobody like yeah. done something about this? Like mm-hmm. imagine if he goes to like an amazing club who where he has that yeah. like, that you know. Oh my God, he would be scared. The, the,
1: the thing is about Jack Jack Rielich, He he has been around. For, you know, he's not, he, like, do you, you say he's young? He's, he's, like I think he's only right? about, yeah, right? he's only, like, a few, I think he's only a few months older than me. Like, okay, I guess by the not way, too young. How,
0: yeah.
1: no, but how crazy is that, though, guys, that Jack lish like, Bruno Fernandes is only, I think he's about nine months older than I am. He's got two kids and he's the best, arguably the best player in the Premier League. I, and like he was, he could have been the same school year as me. <laughs> I think that's crazy. But that's, anyways. I'm on Jack Grealish.
0: Jack but Jackreebish has
1: been around a while. Yeah. Yeah. Was like I was just, just going to say that Jack has been around has been around a while, but no one's ever picked him up.
0: But it, isn't I it shocking? Like he's in his, he's going. Yeah. I don't think he's in his prime yet. I don't think he's in his prime yet. I think that he's getting. No, his and
1: prime. that's that's, and the that's the thing, isn't part. it? That he's he he's his levels and his his ceiling is so big. And I think that he's got the build of a player that could put, like you know, I mentioned Ronaldo again. That Cristiano Ronaldo's still like the top goal scorer in well, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the top goal scorer in Syria. He's thirty nine, and he scored more That's goals after crazy. he turned thirty than he did before he was thirty.
2: Crazy. So yeah.
1: I think that I think I think that whereas Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney's thirty four and he's retired, and he's you know Man United's top goal scorer. You know, these guys, like people, have their peaks different stages of their career. I think that Jack Greenish is is on that upward trajectory. You're so right. It's the question is though, where does he go? Because he's not the thing. He, it, there's there's a there's like a, and an example actually. The first one that popped in my head from what to say is that you've got so many players through the history of English football who are quite inclined to stay at their one club. And the first one that came in my head was actually was when Paulo Dicanio at Sheffield Wednesday. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: It's and but Paulo Dybanyu nearly signed for United. Um, you know, uh, another example, Alan Shear. Obviously so... Alan he fought a ref, yeah. <laughs> he <fucked> it off. <laughs> um ha- Harry Kane Harry Kane's another person who you'd mm-hmm. argue like this this Spurs team will probably win a trophy this season, I think. But are they gonna win are they gonna win the Premier League? Will he win the Premier League before he's thirty? Probably not. Um and you know, I think that these sort of guys. What, but like the question is, and I don't think there's an obvious next step. I think the most obvious next step for Jack Greenish to go and guarantee himself to win something is probably to go to Man City. V- Do you think he would it.
0: fit in there pretty well? Because well, if Aguero leaves,
1: well, he's not a striker. You know, thing. He's, a, he's a he's a midfielder, isn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, but he can play. He can play up top. I mean,
1: and they, t- lost, they lost. They They lost. Like, Leroy Sané. That's that's a lot of the reason why is that they don't actually. That that amazing city team from a few years back had Sane on the left, starting on the right. Now, and they've been playing Phil Foden on the on the left wing, and Phil Foden's like generational. Like me and my friends are talking about earlier on, that that guy's gonna win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. And like, if you're if you're talking about Jack Grealish now, guys, wait for Phil Foden to properly start oh, to yeah. take over this world. He's oh, incredible. Yeah. But like, I just if,
0: I just think well. that Man United, I think that he would fit like the perfect puzzle piece.
1: Oh yeah, to meet no, man definitely would, man.
0: You know, yeah, and you guys that, are losing Pogba anyway, so it's kind of like the thing where it's yeah. like, target the dude at least, you know.
1: I I, I don't think that Jack Grealish would be a, a direct replacement for Pogba though, because Paul Pogba is can Paul Pogba can play anywhere apart from defense, whereas I think that Jack radish is, is a very very good number ten slash left midfielder, and where where Pogba can play left midfield and number ten, but our number ten is Bruno, and is it. You know, is Bruno better? Is Drulis better than Bruno? Uh, I don't all. think like, so. Like, he's more. Ta- I think he's more naturally talented. Is what I would say. But I, I think that Bruno Fernandez has got this m- different mentality that you know we all joke. Um, they can see jokes on Twitter about how he goes home and he just all he can think about is is like beating his wife at Scrabble and stuff like that because <laughs> <laughs> he's just so obsessed with winning. And I love yeah. that. And you know, it's a question of if if Jack Kriedich felt to see him and have that mentality, would he not have gone already? Yeah. Mm. That's my question to you guys. Do you not think he would have gone already?
0: Well I think that a lot of people aren't I and, and I think everyone's known he's been great, but I don't think that they've known how great he is until recently. Because yeah. you know, especially like being from the States, I mean you hear about the the main games really of the week. You never really hear about like the full story. But like mm. it, it, you know, you know, just when you're watching like ESPN go over the week you'll always Mm -hmm. hear about like Arsenal or United or City but it's like now it's like his name's popping up everywhere and it's really yeah and it's just I think I think people are noticing him more and I think that people are understanding the type of player he is as he grows you know so I don't know I, I think he knows more than anybody it's like if you stay if you if you're you know don't leave you're you're gonna be forgotten you're gonna be forgotten as this amazing player that didn't do that didn't Take the proper steps to, you know, with his skill, and I guess it's also. Would, would you say it's like his agent too that maybe needs to encourage him to to leave, or it's it's going to be you him? think it his I mean. choice to stay. I don't think it's his he, choice to stay. No, I, I, I'm sure
2: he would leave in a heartbeat to yeah. a to a big. Six I mean, fuck, one of his I, fans I, I, punched
0: I, him in the face.
1: That's true. was that yeah, one of no, his no, fans? No, yeah, that, that was ridiculous. That wasn't no, that wasn't one of his fans. Oh, okay. he, he's from so he's from Birmingham, but he's more he's from Aston, which is a which is where Aston Villa, that area in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And they were playing at the Birmingham City, and a Birmingham City play- fan ran on and yeah. punched him in the face. But then he went and scored. But then he went and scored the winner like 30 minutes later. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, I think that a lot of it is that he is an absolute die-hard Aspen Villa fan, uh, and I don't think I don't think we can underestimate how much that actually plays. in somebody from England, if they're good enough, if they want them to leave. Um, yeah. Alan Shearer is a prime example. Alan Shearer could have signed for Man United three times, and he turned them down every time because he wanted to play for Newcastle, which I, know I admire. From Aston, so that makes more sense that he's staying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be so fun. It's, it's like it's like it's like if you got somebody, you know, right now, if you got somebody from from LA who was born and bred in that sort of back back in Gerard and he's like twenty three or twenty four, twenty five, and he was going to watch them play. And he was supporting them and seeing all the success. What, and then he then um I don't know who won the MLS Cup.
0: Uh, Columbus Crew.
1: So let's say Columbus. He's like, here, do you want to come and live in Columbus, Ohio,
0: yeah. and
1: play for the Crew and, and win, win everything? Would he go? Like realistically, would he go?
0: I guess you're right, and, but but the, th- the only difference is is that I think it's globally. Like if globally that was the biggest club, like I, I don't know. Because the thing is, is like if we're talking like big clubs, right? Like we're saying, okay, big players going to big clubs. It's like most MLS players will just be like, peace. Like literally, like <laughs> right now, we um, and it, it, it's. I'm pretty sure it's fake news, um, but Julian Araujo, the LA Galaxy right back, was being was apparently and and I, I I don't think it's real. Being looked at by Tottenham, and all the fans were like, yeah, dude, get, get, like go like go to Tottenham, mm. and it's because they're a global club. And, like, you know, he's expressed interest in playing in Europe, but he's been a Galaxy Academy dude forever, you know? So I yeah, think in the global fair. aspect, I think it's a little different because it's like yeah. if you have a guy, you know, playing for Aston Villa and then they're like, yeah, come play for the Columbus Crew. It's like, who the fuck are they, dude? <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. but- well, I think the, the best example of somebody who did that um, is is Ney. To be fair, Wiener came through the Everton Academy and was Everton's golden boy for, like, people forgot he played for Everton for... Two and a half. He sleeps with Everton pajamas. That's
0: what he said.
1: Yeah, he's he's massive Everton. He He still lives around there, for God's sake. He did go back. He did. He did. Yeah. And he actually had some really
0: good goals.
1: So he he was on the mind of the podcast, and he was explaining how um how he rec he looked at the scenario, looked at the team that Sir Alex was building at the time around 2004 and five, and said that he wanted to be part of that. And then he left, and obviously, you know. Top Man United goal scorer, top England goal scorer. He won everything he could have possibly yeah. won in English football, and it's yeah. I, I I think that you know if I was a professional footballer with a talented English, I'd follow Underneath's example, not Harry hmm. Kane's.
0: Dude, and maybe this is me being a bad Everton fan here, but like if I was playing for Everton and like, okay, sorry everybody listening. <laughs> Liverpool was like, hey, we'll pay you like double that. Come play for us. We just won a Champions League. I'd be like oh yeah. Well also
2: dude. Yeah. Yeah. You just say
0: that. Oh, dude, if I had to be famous no, and I got to no, focus on that. my on my guap, not like for Galaxy it'd be different. If I played at the Galaxy and and again, that's fair. I just kind of proved myself wrong there. But like if I was playing for Galaxy and LAFC was like we'll pay you double to play for us and we just like won an MLS Cup, I'd be like fuck you guys.
1: So I guess but that's, that's the a thing, different. isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? That I I do I look at that and think yeah I, if I played for LA Galaxy I'd move to LAFC because yeah. I you know I'm not I'm not from around there or whatever. But if you were to say to somebody in the Everton Academy right now, do you want to go and play for Liverpool for all the money in the world? They'd say no,
0: yeah,
1: guaranteed. And yeah. it would be the same for me if I was in my United's Academy. I was like seventeen. And somebody said, "Do you want to come and play for Liverpool?" I say no. I could. I couldn't physically do it to myself. Yeah, I couldn't. It pain me. Yeah, because that's kind of you know that's pretty, pretty that going like, to That thing. No,
2: but also I think one. Of, I I I don't know if this was a rumor, but I heard that they had valued him at ninety million.
0: That was a rumor. I shared that and I rumor was like, on my Instagram. There's no way. But I believe that. But I don't I don't have ninety million dollars to spend. So it's easy for me to sit on the sidelines and say Grealish is, is worth ninety but, million dollars. But does
1: it, does anybody know in this in you know football football teams like Arsenal just took out a hundred and twenty million pound loan? A loan? Yeah. Like and like bear in mind Arsenal Football Club is financially a bit of a disgrace. Like they pay Willie and they play Mes- pay, pay Mesut Ozil three hundred and fifty grand a week. And he's not kicked the ball since August. Yeah, okay. and they sat. They they sacked. They sacked like fifty five staff. Oh man. And they could have. They could, they could have paid all them with one of their one of their players' wages. Like,
0: and can we ridiculous. talk about Otsil real quick? I'm sorry. I'm glad you brought him up. Can we talk about him real Go quick? On.
2: Where is he? I thought he was going to finabache Turkey. Is yeah. It? So here's what
0: happened. Yeah.
1: So Galaxy. Class, the... by the way.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So for a while, I've been saying I think Otsil could do stuff with the Galaxy. Like I think that he he's the perfect like you know he's getting old he's like but he's still good like i think he can still work it out with the mls so the galaxy were talking to him and then turkey starts talking to him and you know what he says he says the most like because there wasn't a deal at the time i think the deal is official now I, I don't know for sure yeah but he says the well, most
1: like, it, it, it's pretty much gonna happen yeah
0: yeah he, he says the most in the middle thing he says before i retire i want to play for, in either turkey or america and I'm just like, uh, you fucking jerk, dude. Just, just be real <laughs> about it. Just say you're either going to Federbache. Like, the deal's probably not made yet. So he's probably, yeah. like, not trying to fuck it up. But, I mean, he's probably going to go to Federbache, And then he's going to come to the MLS when it's too late.
1: Well, I think that all of his family are from Turkey. Yes. I know oh, he's really? German, but it's like, yes, it's like that. Okay. Um, and it was, there's a quite a low generation of, like, of, German people, of, of Turkish people who emigrated to Germany, like Emre Chan. Um, Mezzanozo, yeah. uh, Gundawan, for example. Well, was well that. that's
0: why he had a bunch of problems with the German national team, right? Like, they were like being like super, like, well, he said that they were being like discriminatory. Against yeah,
1: oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that. Well, that was like what seven or seven or eight years ago, wasn't was it? That,
0: well, I thought that was like during the recent World Cup,
1: maybe it was. Like, no you're, no, you're so right, that did happen. Um, yeah. so he, he's got that affiliation with them. But what I was going to ask though. Speaking of people who have expressed an interest to go and play in America, I mean, I assume this made news here because oh, I'm yeah. absolutely <laughs> shocked that you've not, made, you've not brought it up. Do you think he will? Messi? And for anybody no. listening who doesn't know the story, Lionel Messi has said that he wants to play in the MLS before he retires. I, I think he's more, I think he's more likely to play for Barcelona for another year and then go with the MLS rather than playing for, you know, Paris or Man City. Personally. Here's my
2: thing. Johnny has a theory because there's a connection between Manchester City and New York City FC. Johnny, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So,
0: and, and if this happened, I don't think it makes sense. But the the deal was that he was going to play for Manchester City for, I think, two years, and then he was going to go to NYC FC uh, after that, which is kind of like a good deal. You're kind of putting him through like – you know, the same grouping. Now, here's my only thing about that is that the LA galaxy, and I always hate bringing them up because they're obviously my favorite team, but this is their thing. This is the one thing they flex on. And ever since Messi came out of the womb, you know, they've been like, okay, this is the fucking, this is the guy we got to get this. Like, that's their job. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to like do this, if you're going to like make these old people signings all the time that don't work, but work sometimes you have to get Messi. At whatever it costs, when he come, when he's open to MLS. With that being said, I don't think uh, Messi is gonna do this move unless it's direct. And what I mean by that is, is I don't think he's gonna want to do a Manchester City to New York City FC thing. I just don't think that that's something, you know, he's yeah. never played out of out of Spain. You know, he's never been away from Barcelona, and I think he that he's not he's not a,
1: lived he's not lived away from Spain since he was like ten.
0: Yeah. And that's my theory. Like, I think yeah. that um, if there's anything going on, I, I don't think it's going to be like a, a jumping around thing. I think Messi's going to be like, I'm done. I'm going to play like two or three seasons with, at the MLS and then I'm going to call it and make it easy for himself. Not to mention Barcelona, there's a trade rumor that Barcelona is going after Sergio Aguero um, in hopes mm-hmm. to keep Messi, yeah. you know, grounded with Barcelona. Yeah, which, I've I mean, seen that. Anything to keep him. I mean, I don't think that that's out of the picture. I think that Messi wants to stay there. I, I think that he's just so bummed to see where it's grown, Barcelona. Like, what's well,
1: I think that there, the the club president had a lot to do with that, and obviously he he basically got pushed out because Messi threatened to leave. And it shows that Lionel Messi is Leonel Messi has become probably not bigger, but as big as Barcelona football club. I would say
2: bigger. I would say bigger. Yeah, say bigger, yeah he is basically really. running.
1: He could, yeah, because he's he's running it.
2: Yeah. If he can just get people fired, yeah. right? Change the whole management. And if the that's fact all that they're signing
0: massive players to try to keep Messi, like Sergio Aguero, who the fuck does that? They're like, we're gonna sign Sergio yeah. Aguero to try to keep Messi. Like this keep is it for Messi. Else. Yeah. You know. Because I
2: heard like, that they had you... pushed out. Um, Suarez, Suarez. Yeah, yeah, because because he was buds with Messi, which is a horrible mean thing to do. And, Messi and pissed. if Messi, yeah, if Messi just like okay, well,
1: dude, did you not, did you read his um Instagram post after Suarez left? No, like he just basically said, not he said, I'm really really happy for you, Lewis. You know, go do your thing. But nothing surprises me anymore. Is is literally what he oh, wrote down on his Instagram post, like. And, from and the they post. went to Atletico,
2: which is yeah. their rival. So he went right next door. And, which and he's and doing good, it, isn't he?
1: They're they're winning. They're, they're top of the league, and I think they're I think they're like six, five or six points clear with three games in hand or something Ooh. crazy like Whoa. that. Um, let me have a look at the table actually. But um, but I I it was if, if he does go down that line, Johnny you suggested of playing for City, and then. And then New York City FC, uh, purely because of a of a of a of a business affiliation with the Etihad Group, he's, in, in my opinion he's doing that for a paycheck, yeah. and it would ruin his, it, would, it, it would it would it would it would it would push me further than I already am to the argument that Chris of Cristiano Ronaldo over Lionel Messi, yeah, because Ronaldo did it in England, Spain, and um, and he's doing it in Italy. And it, if Lionel Messi comes to England, does it for City? Then you know that balances that argument. But if he only comes, City, comes and plays in England again for City to be part of the Eddie Hadger, not the Manchester City club, then I just don't think that that's. I don't. I don't want that to be how I remember Lionel Messi. I want him to be that one club man who came to the academy and. Was the top goal scorer in history uh, for the club and won everything they could have won. Yeah. That that romantic image is what I want them to be, not some sort of but th- conglomerate, and, and Middle Eastern oil club.
0: And, and I do, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Messi's at a point. Same thing with Ronaldo, where money, like, it, like they have all the, like they have all of that. If anything, going to MLS he's, is
1: not he the is he, the mo- is he he's, he's the most expensive, the, the richest sportsman in the world, isn't he? Is he is he richer than LeBron?
2: Oh, for sure. but LeBron's a part owner
1: with
0: L. A. with uh, Liverpool.
2: Okay, that might be true, but, but I mean, like, Messi's like, the most popular football player check. in the
0: world. We're gonna do something. We don't have a producer.
2: LeBron's so pretty huge producer. in America, and although maybe he gets more.
1: No, but like, is it, but is is he richer than Corey? That's what I. Like, i should, should I go like, by
2: net
0: worth?
1: Because there's 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 so much money in and um sponsorship and NBA, isn't there? And, right. Yeah. And, so should I go yeah, by net worth when I'm looking this up? Yeah, that good net worth. Yeah. Okay, worth, so
0: worth. LeBron James is worth four hundred and eighty million dollars. Nothing. peace All right. Peas. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Messi, nothing. Messi's worth four hundred million dollars. Wait, what was
2: it? Oh, six so hundred. It is close, isn't
0: it? Very close.
2: That was. Way I think close
1: that I, I think like I think like um, Floyd and Tiger might hey, well, be like salary? worth more. It's all 90 salary. 90. Salary.
2: Sorry. Sorry. Salary is probably his his. his okay. Uh, let's
0: look at salary. <laughs> He probably uses
1: salary as
2: like a bonus. Salary. because of all the. All Messi the makes more bonuses. He's got anyway.
0: But that's the thing. So I think that that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me about the Manchester United to NYCFC thing. That's what they've talked about, but it doesn't make sense. Because like you can sell this and you could say here's all this money, but it's like, I mean, LeBron's huge, but Messi, LeBron. I mean, like like Messi's a god. Like he doesn't need money like that yeah. at this point. Like if anything, he's just looking to comfortably end his career, go to fucking Galaxy, he sells some fucking jerseys. Make us happy. That's what the Galaxy's purpose is at this point. They suck, but they make big signings. So if they miss out on this signing, they have yeah. nothing to talk about anymore. One reason I heard
2: that Cristiano went to Italy was for tax reasons.
0: Dude, what the fuck is up think, with these yeah. big players and
2: their taxes? That could be... I just heard that. No, that like, could be no. Which could sure, be he totally got, true. He got got arrested
1: like,
0: for it, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he yeah. he got in trouble legally for taxes. And I think in Italy, but, they but, have a the lot. Both
1: of them, you know, Messi, Messi did as well, didn't they? Messi they both did, got, Neymar um,
0: did, Suarez did. They gotta pay their taxes. What is this? It's no one fucking. their so I guarantee you they're just making tons in cash, and then randomly they just get like yeah. this notification like, hey, you're getting trouble, and he's like,
2: Fuck what? I'm sure it's their money guy's just like, listen.
0: Neymar's dad was in charge of his taxes. Yeah,
2: that's so bad. Like, like, what, like the what the what is that? That's so bad. You watch Bro, every Neymar, sports movie, and then the dad is always the bad guy. Isn't he also the manager? His manager as well? <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Neymar's a weird guy, though, like he's He's a, he's a Neymar wonderful, senior. they have the same name
2: too. That's something weird about it. That is. They weird. do have the same as well. Yeah. I
1: bet they um, sound the same Neymar, too. Neymar. Exactly <laughs> have you seen that? Same? Is he a clown? Have, have you seen it? that stuff? That um, Neymar's Neymar's been injured every across his across his sister's birthday every year for like, <laughs> the past five years or something <laughs> like that. Are you serious? And, yeah, like, no, I have. Yeah, dude, ne- he's, uh, he's, Obviously, like I said, I have the PSG game on right now. And he he got injured against Leon like three or four weeks ago. Oh, right. And apparently people are saying this could be like the end of a season. He's on the bench right now. Yeah. <laughs> and his, his sister's birthday is like around Boxing Day. <laughs>
0: Neymar, buddy, hey, are you coming to your sister's birthday? Yeah, bud, let me just uh, – just give me like a day to figure this out. God. Yeah, dude, that's – I broke my leg. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've healed. It's
0: been three weeks. That's that's insane. Yeah, I mean, he just gives the doctor like five ten grand. Uh Here you go. Just tell him I cannot perform. That's amazing.
1: And here for um, for the purposes of you know our reputation and everything, allegedly, of course, this is all alleged. Allegedly, this is
0: alleged. (laughs) Oh my god! Real quick, this is amazing. This is a nice day in the in the in the football retreat podcast history. Um, FA Cup fixture. Everton versus Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm excited about that. I don't know. We be Exeter
2: City, Sorry. which is... Uh, <laughs> if you don't know Exeter City, they're like the Real
1: Madrid of uh, yeah. the lower league sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so they Dude. are just a world team. Um, i to they're like, pretty... Prime...
1: Early. Prime, like, 2010 Spain. Like,
0: Iniesta, Javi, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, your Javi's,
2: yeah. your Iniesta's. Yeah, and then you've got Exeter City. It's... I mean, they're pretty hand-in-hand. Although, last year we got we drew Manchester City and we got knocked out by them but I think it was a pretty close game so
1: it was really close, Corey. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it. Mm-hmm. Wednesday should have got at least
2: a, a replay. Here's the thing. When, like, there's, like, this YouTube channel that I follow. Or follow, it shows up on my recommended. And it's just, like, this skills view. And it'll be, like,
0: oh, God. It's, like, the videos where it's, like, wah, wah, wah. It'll have, it'll have <laughs> some music to it. And it'll just be, like,
2: seven minutes of, like, the past week's action. But people doing cool shit. Yeah. And that was the only time I'd actually seen a Sheffield Wednesday player in it is really? When they played City. Because they had that <laughs> game. And then the, a Sheffield Wednesday player did a cool thing. And I was, like, oh, my God it was because it was also when city wore that ugly yeah. yellow
0: oh yeah it was, it was like an a ugly, yeah. yellowish
1: yeah yeah so
0: well to be a fun game um i definitely well, it's think it's
1: next it's next saturday isn't it sorry yeah mm-hmm. i think sorry, what's gonna dude.
0: happen this was gonna happen i'm gonna tell you right now okay. uh everton isn't gonna do much until the last 10 minutes and then they're just gonna do a cross and then score on a header like they always do well, here's the thing. all the time uh, happened against wolves <laughs> recently it happens almost every week. It happened last night. Like it's what we do every time, dude. It like every single time. And like I remember we were playing Sheffield United a couple weeks ago, and it wasn't a header. But it was like in the last five minutes, dude. They were finally like, Okay, we got us this is the last place team in the Premier League. And we finally scored. Yeah. And it wasn't a header, surprisingly. Uh, but that's all the announcers would talk about is they'd be like, Yes, Everton has scored the most headers. In the Premier League. <laughs> this, you know, and it's like, dude. Well,
2: they've got some big guys up there.
0: Yeah, I mean, Calvin Lewin
2: and,
0: mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Rick, Rich, Charleston. Rich Charleston. That guy's a monster.
2: That guy looks giant.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: He, did,
1: Mike Keane, Yerry Mina. Mike the on the scored, yeah. Did you
0: guys see that? Okay, did you guys see? I'm sorry, it's a little off topic. Did you see uh, Rich Charleston get knocked the fuck out, like, a couple weeks ago?
1: No. Against United. You know,
0: yes, but it was funny because, like, okay, well, it wasn't funny but it was like what the announcers were saying, like what I saw, because Rich Charlson's body seized up and the announcers were like, looks like he got knocked around. And it's like, <laughs> no, he's like seizing. <laughs> like he, that was... Yeah. And then when you see like the... He was
1: out cold.
0: Out cold, dude. And when you see like someone's <laughs> butt hit him, but the way it hit him, like it was like, it, it, you could see it hit his head in such a way where it was like, oh, he's out. That dude is out. Yeah. And I'm shocked because I think he was on the bench the next week. You know?
1: Yeah, but and, they've got... Um, so it's like the, this year they've got concussion protocol that if if the doctor suspects there's any form of concussion at all, you're not allowed to play for the for the subsequent week in the Premier League.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I mean, I think that they suspected it, and he was out for a week. But then as soon as he was to come back, that's when he came back.
0: It's it's and nuts. Um, yeah. yeah. It's nuts it's because, nuts. well, I guess it's different. But with MMA, you're out for sixty days when you get a concussion really wow. 60 days but to be fair the
1: whole sport is punching yeah yeah so, <laughs> did, but, did you see what happened to Ra- yeah dude that was brutal oh, that was brutal
0: oh my god
1: here but here so this is my question and this is something that i don't think that people really talk about at all and another thing that people don't talk about is where people take throw-ins the next time you watch a match and sorry this isn't my point but it's just another part of it the next time you watch a match watch how often the people don't take a throw in from whenever it goes off the pitch. It's always 10 never. yards further up Yeah, yeah never. It pisses me off, bro. Now, I hate it so much. it's completely defeats the purpose. It gets but the point, though. They'll um, just
2: keep walking. They'll like,
1: they're just like, they're just like, but, but dude, you can literally see where the ball goes out because of the advertising hoarding. Yeah and just keep walking back. Yeah. Dude, I get, I get shook when it doesn't get stopped
0: or when it does get stopped. Like when they're walking up and then the ref is like, hold on. I'm yeah. like, whoa, hold on. He didn't get his 10 whoa, whoa, yards. Look at it.
2: They're rad. always doing this. They're yeah. always like wiping it off a little bit as they're walking. They're wiping they're, it off. They're wiping it off. Walking, yeah. walking, walking, walking. walking. <laughs> Yeah. walking come on guys walking and, walking give, give me some and movement by guys. that time walking. they're they're in the net yeah, like, just, no. He just yeah. Walked.
1: <laughs> but no so this so this um so this thing about what i was going to ask you is that so david louise re- comes flying in really really late and you know fractures rather than is his skull mm-hmm. what is the difference between david louise doing that and a player being laid on another player and their leg getting broken and that person getting sent off for it.
0: I think it's... Because with headers, it's kind of random. You close your eyes, you kind of just go in a direction. You're not really looking at where the other player is at, you know, ever. Like, at least that's... What, does, like, does, that, does that
1: matter, though? I mean, I think so like if, 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 when, if, if it's accidental and it's fake on, on some big leg, they can still get sent off.
0: I think that refs look at headers kind of like a free-for-all a lot of the time versus with, like... For example, when you look at the Sun leg injury when he like tackles who was it he tackled somebody and they um, got
1: andre gomez
0: yeah when he tackled andre gomez yeah, yeah. it's like it's in front of you you see where the ball is at you kind of see where everything is at right right when you're doing it whereas a header it's like five dudes in a group jumping up together you yeah, know
2: it seems more 50 50 mm. if it's a header yeah whereas... whereas if you're if you're going in for a tackle you've made a conscious decision to like i'm going down yeah. and We'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: Well, it's the thing, there's 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 more of a gray area.
2: But that, yeah, but, that's a very fair I, point. It, it seems very like but I, it can, you could also be dangerous going up for headers. You can be just you could not even to Lachlan. you could be not even looking at the ball and just looking at the player and go, Oh he's <laughs> jumping too.
0: Whoa! <laughs> just elbows people yeah. out of the way, dude. Bless it be it to Slotsin <laughs> <Lachlan. be Pinovich. laughs>
1: <laughs> But this is this is this is sort of what I was watching and thinking that. That is as dangerous as as a two footed challenge, and it and and arguably the the a red card is there in in the instance of a of a person being tackled on their leg to prevent those types of injuries because that's your punishment. Yeah, surely we would see a reduction in the amount of head injuries. I know it's not possible sometimes because obviously clash of heads and like accidental stuff if the ball's there. But that time with Jimenez, it wasn't like David Luiz was going to get there and get a flick on. He Nothing came flying in, uh-huh. like, a good half a second after Jimenez has headed the ball away. Yeah. I know Jimenez has got a glum and fractured skull because of it. You're and, right. And David Luiz got nothing, nothing, man. That's what ju- I that's of I, I just want
0: you to know, you're right. Like, you're right. Your, your reasoning with this is correct. <laughs> but then, you know, refs, like, they, they they process things a certain way. And that's the thing is, is like, when you look at the, the sport over, like, you know forever it's like if one ref did that i guarantee you everyone will be like well how is he supposed to know like he's headering it's just a head you know the only time people yeah. who are going for headers ever get shit is when they put their elbows up and go for it and that's i mean yeah. it's Lawson, you know so but I, I get what you're saying
2: no yeah chris is right you should if it's a late a late challenge is a late challenge and you could jump late just as well as you can go no down you're right. Race, right you're right yeah. i'm just saying uh, you know, johnny we we totally disagree with you on this one
1: um uh, <laughs> Johnny, shut up, man,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. seriously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that refs just have their head up their ass. And I think that, I mean, okay, we talk about this every week, so I'll bring it up for this week. That's why VAR could be great is because with VAR, like, like with, with, okay, for example, um, our contact American Football League, um, they use challenging or the challenging, like, after video for literally mm-hmm. everything, everything. Yeah. So if they have to look at something late, they can with VAR it's so like situational it's overly situational to where it's like they don't use it enough but it's like dude use it you have a fucking booth dude like if someone's late yeah. it's okay to to say hey we found something after a minute hey we found this let's just look at it
2: you know i think that's i think that's one of the biggest criticisms of it if if cuz like just recently um they had that they had a game where I forgot who was playing. This was just the other day. They had a, a challenge at one end of the field, and then it didn't... There, was, there wasn't there was a real call. I think it was Luke Shaw. I think this was a Manchester United yeah, it, game. They had a... It was, pretty, And yeah. then they yeah. went all the way down, let another charge down the field, had a chance. Cavani gets fouled for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, ref blows it. And then they go all the way back looking at the other end of the field and then they called it down mm. there yeah so they didn't yeah. Manchester United didn't get their free kick and so now it's just like well are you, you how far are you gonna look for something to to it seems like they're I'm looking to stop yeah it's they, just like maybe maybe they it can ruins alter the it flow bit. and that's yeah. the huge that's the, always the criticism from the fans it's just like well we can't we don't want to go back two minutes to go look at something <laughs> after a you what half.
1: I yeah, and maybe maybe you there know, could be, yeah, yeah, what you're saying you on about. Um, sorry, man, I was gonna say yeah. like, so we were obviously talking about pet. Like, I think that um, like that throw-in thing is a serious pet hate of mine. Um, but another one is the amount of time it take. It, obviously everything. Everybody hates the fact that it's like the amount of time it takes for bar to sort something. But what I hate the most is whenever a referee doesn't then add that time on at the end of the half because it took six minutes from whenever Luke Shaw made that challenge and then Cavani went down until they restarted the match. Six minutes just for that in just for that incident. That's and um, then,
0: bad. That's horrible.
1: Isn't it? And then but then what how much does the ref add on at the end of the first half? Four minutes. Four
0: <laughs> Four? It just yeah, it, it needs Four. more structure. And I agree with that. <laughs> M- maybe they can make a window and, and I guess in the and if there's like a stoppage, for example, um, with the Jimenez play, like, then take your time with it. But I think that there's definitely like kinks to work out with var i think one of the big
2: kinks is not one of my big kinks one of the big kinks (laughs) is um like it'll it'll it takes like two minutes and everyone's standing around and then the ref finally goes oh maybe i should have a look at this it's like well why can't you just run to the fucking thing right right when you see like oh i'm not sure about this and then go straight to the the little box and have a look because he's sitting in the middle of the field for like a minute and a half going I guess they're checking something, and then they finally go, all right, you should have a look. It's like, bro, you had a minute and a half yeah, to go look yeah, at that. Exactly. Well, well, going exactly. back to the
0: LA Galaxy versus LAFC game, uh, the Galaxy, oh, the ball oh, went that out. That was horrible. Do you remember this? A ball went out. Yeah, I don't know did. if you saw this, Corey. I didn't. And then, LA, and then all the Galaxy players like, all right, it's tough for a corner. They're all jogging toward the corner, and the ref doesn't call anything. And then LAFC takes the ball, blasts it downfield, and score. Like what? like they have like a fucking yeah. super easy counterattack. Nobody's a part of the game. And all the Galaxy players like, what the fuck? The ball was clearly out. And I'll then the ref, the then right. the ref goes, <laughs> and then keeps playing, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" And in that situation, I've, and we, this is what we said at the podcast of the week: managers need more control because it's in my head. It's like if there's something like that, they scored, the play stopped, go fucking look at it, go look at it, just, Whoa. just so the go play look at it. Didn't stop, right? No, they scored. I'm saying, like after this, they oh, scored. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Go look right. at it. Like what the like why the fuck not? Because the galaxy were all even chilling. The galaxy the entire time were like, okay, he's gonna overturn it. There's no way, you and, and, look and at that's that ball that's the thing about. Sorry.
1: Last night was that they were saying that the reason why they had to go back to the Shaw, pre-kick, and and instead of the Brady red card, on Cavani was that because they were seen as the same passage of play, but but that's the thing is that in that incident Johnny Tube just talked about they were seen as two separate passages of play, so therefore they couldn't judge on what had happened with the LAFC goal because. And they couldn't stop the LAFC goal from counting because they because of something else that happened previously. But they were direct. But you know that those two instances instances completely contradict one another, don't they? Mm. Because if you're going to look at the LAFC goal and say that that is an isolated incident, and the bar they can't look at anything before that goal being scored or that incident building up to that goal being scored, but then saying that Luke Shaw filed um, Goodmanson. In the build-up to a supposed red card. Surely you apply the same logic that you're applying to the LAFC goal and saying that nothing happened before that to the re- Brady red card. That the ref got the initial incident correct, and that the only incident that bar can rule on is the what is the one with Brady being sent off. And that's that's my that's another really big yeah. issue, is that what what how long before a red card or a goal should they look at because you see people like you said you see people scoring a goal and then saying oh but the the left back got fouled about 30 seconds before that should they go back for a free kick on the left back 30 seconds before that? Well, I, I
0: think. I think. Or should
1: they allow the goal?
0: I think a time frame would work, and I, and I, and that's just my opinion. Uh, but I mean, if you Dude, look to at be the, fair, I do
1: thing, I do think it is I do think it is thirty seconds. I've no, idea yeah. I do think it is a thirty second time frame.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking like a, a thirty second time frame. I mean, maybe be more would be manageable because the gal the LAFC counterattack was literally ten seconds, ten to fifteen seconds. That's how yeah. quick it was. So it's like that's yeah. why it was so like okay, you could still no time has passed. Just go overturn it. So I think they're a 30-second thing. I also think that they need more – because I think VAR is way too easy right now for refs to just say no or, like, to overdo it. It kind of gives too much power. So I think that there needs to be more rules regarding VAR and more, Mm. like, set boundaries because I think it's great. I think a big reason why, like, I've always, like, been irritated with, like, you know, the beautiful game was because you would see so much bullshit away from, you know, the ref's view – to where it's like, what the fuck, yeah. like, ban this guy for like a year and nothing would happen. And it's like, I think that, um, you know, VAR gives the opportunity to make it f- more fair, you know? And I just think I that agree. there obviously yeah. needs to be kinks worked out. And I mean, when you look at the, yeah. again, uh, the, the Contact American Football League, um, you see that they when they presented challenging, and I think it was like 2004, it took like eight years to finally be like solid and good and to stop fucking with it. You know, for what? For challenging, you know, when like in the NFL when they throw like the red flag. Oh, because
2: you could look at NFL as an example of how to do it. Yeah. Because they've, I mean, they've been.
0: But they had to work out the kinks. They had to go through it. Of course, they had they had
2: years and years to do that. But that's the thing: they had years and years because they've had they've had replays and flags and all that for like a couple decades, and they've had it on television. Whereas soccer, they've always been like. Well, we don't do that cuz it interrupts yeah. the flow cuz in football it works because there's so many exactly. stops it's not you you're just, yeah. you're not playing more than you're playing during yeah. a football game. Yeah. So, but during soccer th- the whole flow is part of the game. Like, you know, you don't it's it's so yeah. it's it's so tough to score early on because everyone's set, you know, you're ready. I mean, you're probably not settled in yet, but you know, everyone's fresh and ready as the game goes on, players get dragged out of position, you get tired, yeah. you know, might lose focus. Like all that's part of it. So,
0: it could work out. It's going to be hard, but I think they need to just work. I think these are just things they need to consider and and how mm-hmm. to continue, mm-hmm. you know, I I always thought that I think that's cool. A 30 a 30 second window with a where it, but then if the game stops it goes out something like that, then they can obviously spend more time. Stops. On it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, that that's overall my, you know.
2: I heard someone cuz you know how it always seems so harsh that like Oh, man, his his shin was off was off sides, or maybe his shoulder was off, and you can't Ooh. do that. So it's just like, and it's like such a millimeter. Yeah. Somebody said, I don't know where I heard this from, but make the line a bit thicker that they're looking at. Make the two lines slightly thicker, and if they overlap slightly, you just let it go. Yeah. So maybe you that you get a little bit of like, all right.
0: God, that's mean, a whole other, like, offside I mean, pisses see, me off. Yeah, like, we have see. all these camera angles, <laughs> and then with offside, we have one camera angle. Like
1: what are you doing?
0: You have one overhead camera angle. It's the same all around the world. Sorry.
1: I heard somebody make a fantastic point as well. Is that where? So obviously they and actually it's a guy called Stephen Housen who does all like the United fan stuff over here. He's, He's fantastic. He knows so much about football. It's ridiculous. But he made a really good point the other day on his podcast. Oh, because obviously they look at it in a frames per second window. At what stage does, does do they do they consider when the ball leaves your foot? Is it whenever you first touch it? Is it whenever you're heading through the ball in, in the middle, or is it whenever you it leaves your foot? Because if you think about it, oh, somebody could be onside. On somebody could be onside as you're about to kick, as you're kicking, starting to kick the ball, but somebody can be offside as it leaves your foot. Mm-hmm. So which one do they look, which one do they take into consideration? And which one is no, it? Yeah, but these you are know know the things mean?
2: you have to have written down yeah.
1: because, like, that's why
2: football has, like, a million rules. Yeah. Football, when you look at it, it's like, oh, you you know, you can do that unless it's, like, a Sunday and the moon is out. And you're like, wait, why is <laughs> that a rule? Like, in soccer, there have only, there've only been so few rules because it hasn't been so precise as to a camera frame and uh, people in booths going, oh, my God, well, yeah, is that is it off? And we're putting two lines together. Yeah. And it's like, what time are the kicks? So, yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, absolutely right.
0: That's tough. Well, this is our weekly referee podcast. Uh, hoping... <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I
1: can't but... believe we went on another tangent from the FA FA Cup pictures to VAR via uh,
2: throw-ins. <laughs> yeah, well, VAR is such a huge, hu- a big deal now. So I, I, yeah. I, I love him, man. Yeah.
0: But you know, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been awesome. I think we went over everything pretty well, and I think that the next week is going to be pretty fun. You know.
1: Oh, uh, dude, Sunday.
0: Who do you guys play next?
1: United against Liverpool away. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's gonna yeah, be dude. epic, dude. Dude, who
1: did, we, who
0: we did play
2: Manchester Liverpool. United draw in the FA Cup. I'm curious. <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. So <laughs> end of January, you play them again get an FA Cup. All right. Yeah, yeah. man.
1: So we we play them. We play them on Sunday, and then we play Fulham next Wednesday away from home, and then we play Liverpool again. And it kills me because I would have been there and like. That like so quick because we've only the last time we played Liverpool was a year ago on Friday, so I like, guess that's a long time. Whenever you think about how often these teams play each other, like we've played City three times since then alone, <laughs> no four times since then, three times, for three times since then alone. And since last time we played Liverpool, and then we're playing Liverpool twice a week off the back of that. I think yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun uh, game. I, I will my heart will stop us. multiple multiple times for yeah not for me I'm gonna I, I'm so excited though actually for the first time in a long time excited to go see United play on Anfield because you know three points clear it's a free hit yeah it's a free hit if United you know like touch wood if we win six points clear if we stop them if we stop them from winning and take a draw then we're still three points clear um so yeah it's 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 I think there's more pressure on Liverpool than there is on United which that. should hopefully work in United's favour.
0: But, dude, and then when you go down the table, like, not to go off of United, but, like, it's like you have a four-way tie with 32 points. You have Tottenham, Man City, yeah. Leicester City, and Everton. So any of those teams skip up, you know, you, you're screwed. Right now Tottenham is winning 1-0, uh, so that's live. Uh, but right now yeah. next you have Everton playing Aston Villa, and we talked about Grealish for freaking, like, 30 minutes. Like, that's that yeah. could be anyone's game. And, and, and they're only eight, – they're eighth place. That's anybody's game.
1: You know, yeah. It, that's a that's a big game. That's big. Give me a big game.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is I, I, all of our main players are going to be back. I, I think that with the Premier League, this is probably the most exciting Premier League season.
2: Oh in yeah, like for the me. Last, like, 10 for me, absolutely. Years. Yeah. Like
0: this is super. You don't fun. know who's
2: going to win yet, and it's already January.
0: I want. I just want a Champions League spot. I'm not asking for too much. And every we, single time, the last twenty one times I think that Everton has been in the Champions League and they've had a Champions League spot, they've made it. Every single time that they've been in that spot for a certain amount of games, they've mm-hmm. made it, and we, we've been in that like position this season. So, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see.
0: You know? But is there anything else to talk about? I think we actually went through our full schedule.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's everything for me, bro. It's been, it's been good to be back, people, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in the weekly basis okay. game, boys, that's for sure.
0: We forgot the IAX portion. Bram, go for it.
1: Well, uh, it's so, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Thank,
0: thank you, Bram. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Br- that was my dreadful Dutch impression. We're,
0: yeah, Bram is in Vegas still, <laughs> so we're uh, we're uh, I'm gonna click that for him, but uh, for everybody listening, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. We're so stoked to be back for 2021. Uh, make sure to follow us at instagram we don't post anything at full-time uh, sorry oh my gosh at the football retreat podcast and then make sure to follow our network at after hours pod network uh we're, we're going to be doing a giveaway soon i don't want to give too many details on it but it's going to be pretty awesome uh anything else you guys want to say before we stop
1: Up the, owls. Uh, it's, job, the guys. It's, it's the year 22 21 um And you know, they're gonna win 21 and 21. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. And everybody, have a fantastic (laughs) week. We'll talk to you guys soon.